about what day it was for a second because they're all pretty much the same but happy day <laughs> thank you for joining us today we're really excited to have you excited about today's broadcast it's going to be a good one and we have a special guest not no i mean i say special guest that's not a special guest paul's back paul is back after a couple weeks where he has been working but right now there's there's some assembly of something happening off screen and He'll be here in a minute. So right now we're just going to hang. And I'm going to say hi to people. Make sure that as you are hopping on that you say hello to us. So that way we can say hello to you. Like Kevin and Johnny, they've already hopped on. They've already said hello. They are just zooming at saying hello. He is, Kevin's watching from Vermont. Pastor Nicole says, afternoon, love you. Um, I see Julie is online right now. It's just, it's just so good to have you. And... Now, Paul is here. <laughs> so, Pirate Paul, how have things been? There seems to be a change in your appearance it's, today. It's good. It's doing real good. <laughs> I really feel like, I feel like I need a sword. That would just, that would do everything in. It would just take it to a whole nother level. <laughs> I'm dealing with a sty, and the light is playing tricks on my eyes. So, that's why I have a patch, so I don't have to squint like this the whole time. And I don't know if y'all can tell, but like this is the most interestingly assembled eye patch ever. Abby was off screen like with felt and yarn, like making holes and stringing it together. Like it was, it was It really... works though. It works. It's keeping the light out of my eyes so I don't have to squint. What's great so. is though when you blink, I can see it flapping. Like it's like, hello. <laughs> it's like really it's intense. It's interactive. Hello everybody. This is Abigail's cell phone. Are you curious what's in it? Do you want to know what her text messages say? Oh my, she looked up eye patches. That's so great. We should do a broadcast selfie. Absolutely, we're going to do a broadcast oh, selfie. As Paul's hopping or opening the camera, make sure that you share today's broadcast. It's going to be a great episode. We're really excited about it. And Paul is learning how to navigate an iPhone. He's an Android person. 
Um, George says, hello. And Johnny says, you found one. <laughs> and that's that looks his great. new contact picture for that, sure. That looks great. Absolutely. So there thanks for being here while we, while we do that. <laughs> I okay. commandeered your phone. <laughs> okay, so because you're here, past, <laughs> Pastor Nicole, <laughs> Pirate Paul. Hey, you don't make fun of pirates. Mm -mm. You do that and you walk the plank. Yeah, exactly. For sure. Hope you can swim. So Holly, <laughs> hi Holly. So because you're here, I, we've been doing this or that, as you know, but I, I moved it away because I wanted to broaden the spectrum and... And so we have, I just want to know your opinions. Today's opinion day, and you and I are both opinionated people. Oh, this I feel is like gonna it's going to be, be fun. Okay, throw, a, I, okay, here's something else. I say often, like, just go ahead and throw that up there. And I remember in the old building, I would say, I would say like, throw up those verses. And pastor's like, we don't throw up the word of God, we digest it. So I try that's, to catch myself when I say you it. You also got to be careful when you tell people to throw things, because <laughs> some people take you literally. No joke. My sister's I'll dead throw you time. the word of God. When we were little, my sister told me to throw her a brick. So <laughs> at five years old, I assumed she meant throw her a brick. Absolutely. That did not end very well for her. So Absolutely. she learned at an early age, don't. <laughs> Let's Paul's watch our a words. literal person. <laughs> okay, well, ladies in the sound booth, please put upon the screen the new graphic that I have up. Pastor Nicole says, question, how do pirates, oh, this is going to be a joke. <laughs> How do pirates know they are pirates? They think, therefore, they are. And this is where Jade comes in with her favorite pirate joke. <laughs> okay, opinion number one, most overrated movie. What do y'all think the most overrated movie is? Most overrated. There's a lot of overrated movies. I have like a whole bunch in my brain right now. I, so I, I do want to know what you guys think it is. In my opinion, I understand, I understand why the graphics made this movie cool. I get it. But the fact that Avatar held like the highest rated whatever, like tickets, Avatar is the most overrated movie. You watch it now, it's like Pocahontas, but blue people. Like that's all it is. And so I think Avatar. And the fact that there's like a bajillion like dollars worth of like six movie deals in the works. Superman versus Batman. No one's going to see that. That was terrible too, for sure. A lot sure. of hype and very disappointing. And a lot of Ben Affleck. Which I knew, not much I knew, going, knew going into it, Ben Affleck is Batman. Can't do it. Can't do Did it. you not say Ben Affleck? Affleck. 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 <laughs> knew it was going to be bad. That's like when they tried to have Nicolas Cage play <laughs> Superman. That would yes. have just been horrible. Yes. I don't know what they were doing on that. Okay. Um, Kevin says, yes, Barrett. Ha -ha. Napoleon Dynamite. What? That, that was not overrated. That is one of the greatest <laughs> movies of Who all time. Who said Napoleon? Who said that? Priscilla. Priscilla? No. Um, Holly says that Avatar is... <laughs> Holly says Avatar is Fern Gully. Um, Fern let's Gully. see. <laughs> I'm trying to read. We moved the TV a little bit further back today. Pastor Cole says anything with Mike Myers. Um, I, I like Mike Myers. I, I, I like Austin Powers. Buddy, I'm not even reading yours out loud. I'm not digging. Oh, that was Serena. Serena, I'm not even reading yours out loud. I'm not dignifying that. that no. That is a very good one. Serena says the notebook. That is good. 
I agree. That was. Okay, as far as chick flicks go, I feel like it's a solid chick flick. Like, the only thing it's that, not a happy only, chick flick. The only but. good thing that came out of that movie is the meme with Ryan Gosling of, what do you want to eat? Just, what do you want? Just, what do you want? <laughs> it's the best thing that came out of that movie. It's oh a great meme. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> now, George, who? George W. Nauer, you are just trying to instigate me, and I don't appreciate that sort of hostility in this place. I'm, George says probably Avengers Endgame. I'm, if I'm we're going there, I'm then offended. Star Wars, the last Star Wars movie, was way overrated compared. Technically, you could go any Star Wars movie. Not a big fan. I understand. Not a, I forgot that you're not a big fan. Not a big fan I of could Star have, Wars. I could have done, yeah, that makes me pleased. Yep. Um, Marky says she loved The Last Star Wars. Well, <laughs> that's The fine. best part of the book <laughs> was the credits. <laughs> oh, Kevin. George calls The Notebook a suicide pact movie because we've watched it once, and when, spoiler alert, they die, but when it gets to the <laughs> end and they die together, George is like, they just, they, that was a suicide. They did that on purpose, and he ruined Well, the you kind of should have known going into The Notebook because the name of it was not very creative, right. The Notebook. Like George says very basic, simple. George says that his response was just to get a reaction out of me. Well, congratulations. Appreciate it. Okay, next. Next opinion. Worst fashion trend. Oh, there's, and there's a lot. There's a <laughs> Like, can we do worst male and worst female? Because I feel like they're different. Like you can Parachute say pants. For both? For both genders? Because parachute pants are back now for girls. Like back I didn't know. Of. I thought that was originally just a guy's thing. Well, the girls are wearing them now. Well, parachute pants. Either, mm. either gender. Buddy says the worst fashion trend is blue eye, eye patches. <laughs> blue belt <laughs> eye patches. That's a good one. <laughs> Ke, uh, Priscilla says shoulder pads. I'm gonna need you to help me read. This is interesting right now. Um, anything from the '80s, '80s White wedding Peters. dresses. Crocs, absolutely. Crocs are disgusting. But I say that, and Pastor Fanny Brian Fanny has a pair, and so I feel like I just dishonored my pastor. But they're like lounge shoes that he wears outside, so it's not like he dresses. Fanny packs. Yes. Fanny packs. Who like? Was it Marky Jade. that liked them? Jade and Jade and Marky. Okay, I couldn't remember. Fanny packs. I, I really don't like. For girls, I don't like eyelashes being any other color except normal eyelash color. Like when you've got like the bright pink or the bright blue eyelashes or like great big. Well, you can funky. go with the whole rainbow hair thing too. Yeah, I don't like that either. Mm -mm. Mm. Yeah, no, not big on that. Mm, okay, uh, Kevin Jade says, said yes, Lord Paul. of Rings is most overrated movie. Well, Jade I, just needs I, to be exposed. I beg to differ. That that was a great series of movies. Has she seen them all? Or is she like George? No. Well, Jade, she congratulations. We're going to watch them all together. And then you're going to watch all the Hobbits. Instead of what? Extended editions. Absolutely. George said that he didn't know the eyelashes came in different colors. Yeah, well, that's what the Naturally. industry has done. <laughs> yeah, that, and see, this is, this is where Marky and I differ, but she's not on camera. I think makeup should look like normal makeup, normal eye, like eyeshadow colors. If it couldn't, naturally somehow be on your face, it shouldn't be on your face. Like, there's no need for this blue eyeshadow business or like 
all the colors of the rainbow on there, just natural makeup. No one fashion trend that I like that is coming back? Uh, the mullet. No. I wasn't even thinking hair, but man, thinking the beehive. hair. Y'all should bring that back and let the guys bring the mullet back. This is rough. Oh, man. Could you imagine the mullet with the eye patch? No. <laughs> oh, man, that'd be classic. You would be a force. I feel like I should do with. that. Oh, my goodness. Okay, our last opinion one. <laughs> Best fast food restaurant. Chick-fil-A. Immediate guttural response. It's holy chicken. Chick-fil-A? Just like that, Kanye came out. <laughs> uh, Kevin says, agreed, Barrett, natural makeup colors. Uh, what did Jade say? Cop stash? <laughs> <laughs> A cop stash, absolutely. <laughs> did he shave it? Teddy Shuttlesworth has been growing like a mustache this month. my wife says cop stash, month. I feel like I should shave the beard and go with the cop stash. Paul has this thing where when he shaves off his beard, <laughs> he like does it in stages. So it's yeah. like mutton chops and it's like whatever the mustache <laughs> is where there's nothing on your chin, but they just got handlebars. Like it's You have to, you have to have fun with it. <laughs> if I'm gonna, if it takes this much time to grow a beard and everything, when you get rid of it, you can't do it all at once. That's too, it's too drastic. You have to, you have to. Can you bring Pablo Paul back? I would love to bring Pablo Paul really back. I really want Pablo Jade might Paul to come back. She might disapprove. She did not like going to public with me when I had my. <laughs> okay, Abby says Taco Bell. Uh, Buddy says Chick-fil-A, right? Yes. Uh, Prilla says In-N-Out. Serena says Chick-fil-A. Kevin says Panera. Jade says Zaxby's. Pastor Nicole gave three options instead of the one, but she's Pastor Nicole, so she can do what she wants. Uh, she says Taco Bell, Chick-fil-A, and Sheets. Cookout. Sheets. Whoa. I have to say, I don't necessarily disagree with that. <laughs> like, Johnny, that is a gas station. <laughs> no, it, they have a drive-through window. George, pick one. You've got to so pick that, one. So technically, it's a drive-through restaurant. Pastor Nicole can because she's pastor. You got to pick one. Um, let's see, Wawa in Florida and East PA. Oh, nope. I actually, Buddy you know says what? no compared to Sheets. There's one place that I had last year that I would put right there with Chick-fil-A, and it was in Texas, and I'm trying to remember the exact name of it, but it was something, Raging Cane's Chicken Fingers. That place, Marky, it, again, I put it right there with Chick-fil-A with, as, with the chicken. She's like legit standing up and like. That was probably <laughs> for real like. That was probably the closest I think would Chick-fil-A could come for like a race. See, and I, the thing that, thing that gave them the little bit of the edge is all their sauces is like homemade. Marky is alive, everybody. She's in all caps again because yes. again, we're on food. Well, so. their, whole, their honey mustard was like homemade <laughs> honey mustard, like the good homemade ranch, like all their sauces were delicious. That's Marky. what gave them the, the edge, I think. Okay, George. Long John Silver's? George, you're fired. You're done. You're fired, George. I love you, but you're done. I, my favorite is cookout. Like, anytime I'm fasting or I'm about to, like, go into a spree where I eat healthy, <laughs> cookout's my last meal every time. Like, I go in, and it's barbecue, and it's the quesadilla. It's their, like, cheese bites. They're walking tacos. Like, I, it's Cookout's just meal. because you can get. Everything. 
for nothing. Your, your combo can consist <laughs> of so many options. That's, that's the reason. The like, Northerners, I'm so sorry you don't have cookout. You get, like, for $6, a great big plate of food that's good. Four ninety nine actually. And it's the best barbecue. Like, well, not the best. Mm. It's fast food, but it's the best fast food barbecue here that I know of. Mm. So, what do y'all think? Do y'all think that... I'm surprised Jay didn't say Jack in the Box. Yes. Jay loves Jack in the Box. Yes. I, I forgot about Jack in the Box. I had Jack in the Box for the first time in St. Louis. I'd never had that before. And from Cookout, and I know this is unpopular, and no, probably no one's going to agree with me, but for me, it's Cookout and McDonald's. Like, McDonald's? I can get down to McDonald's. I Really? McDonald's is what I had growing up. Like, I feel like McDonald's is the bottom of the barrel when it comes to fast food. But like, see, Burger King's so much better. See, growing up, that's what I had. So I, it's like Pizza Hut. It's a nostalgic, fun, oh, I remember the hamburgers. But the chicken nuggets, like, I could eat the chicken nuggets and they're, like, shoestring fries. So I could eat those You know those aren't long. real chicken, though, right? It doesn't it's just matter. Like it's not real chicken pudding. anywhere you go, for the most part. It actually, the pudding's actually pink before it's cooked. It's, hey. it's weird. <laughs> I, I just pretend. I... I have a knowledge that if I'm eating in a fast food restaurant, it's probably not real food. Anything I'm eating probably That's is probably not real. true with <laughs> some like Taco Bell foreign it's restaurants. Not, it's not stuff. It's not. There was a Chinese restaurant up in Maine, like where I lived, and they got shut down because they were feeding the people instead of chicken and beef. It was literally beaver and bear, and they got shut down for it. One in Concord did. That's awesome. I ate there my whole life, and then one day it made the news they were dragging roadkill in the back. But you know what? I still went there and ate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. George is so pleased with himself. I have walking tacos a lot. Those are the tacos you eat when you're walking. Ha, 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 ha. Nicole said <laughs> your mic is out. I don't my know. mic is out. Is, are you showing her signal on there? My mic is out. It should be direct on Hello. hers. It's because of your notebook comment. Apparently. Facebook said, get her out of here. Yeah. Is mine working correctly? <laughs> we hooked up some new mics. So we're test, test. <laughs> I'm not just talking about if you hear me. It needs to be registering in that channel one on the iPad there. What's awesome is we're growing in what we're doing. So it seems like, like often it. we are learning and moving and doing like different things. But it's because we're growing. Your daughter, change. your daughter made his own plan. Someone is here with a very bright shirt. Is that your wife? Yes. I think that's your wife. Jade's here. That was scary. <laughs> that was scary. <laughs> what like were Charles the three? IPad? I do like his iPad. <laughs> it needs to be on the other side so they can see it more often. So. Do you want to switch seats real quick? <laughs> no, move it to your right. I can't. Eye. It's oh. covering this one for a reason. It's oh. it, it actually has it's a purpose. It's not just a fashion trend. I have a, I have a a large sty, and oh. the light is like making me want to squint, so that way I don't have to do this uh. the whole time. <laughs> this was the solution. So this was this is this is what <laughs> Abby Abby came solution. up with. I mean, Arr. it's not bad for on the fly. Like, I give Abby credit. Quick, quick thinking. Yeah. I hey. see Paul and Pastor sound good. Abby, uh, what was that? I don't know if that means that I'm still good. I don't know. Will somebody check? Yeah, will you go check outside, like on the, on your phone and listen? Okay, good. Great. So three questions were, worst fashion trend, 
most overrated movie and best fast food restaurant? <clears throat> Worst fashion trend. Mm -hmm. Look, our live video is interrupted. Well, Isn't that something? Not here, that's probably just the signal coming in. So worst fashion trend. Um, I said parachute pants. Those weren't too awful oh. when they were in. When they were in. They're in coming the back in. They're coming back in I now. Know. I'll have to get some. I had some. No. Oh yeah, no, I did. No. I had leather ones. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm so excited. Literally, to this hilarious. So they were they were definitely in trend. Everybody's wearing them. And my grandmother buys two pairs of parachute pants, and they're both leather. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I bet those were hot pants, like not attractive, Whoa. but temperature-wise, I bet they, they physically felt very excessively warm. We've got to laugh on Marky. It's true, they were. They were very much indeed. Uh, the other was, um, what was the other? So the fashion trend, oh. I would say. While you're thinking, Buddy helped me yesterday pick a pair of glasses for, for me because I had a pair of trendy glasses and a pair of more classic ones. And Buddy's like, would you rather be trendy for six months or would you like to look back in photos and have them be classy <laughs> photos? So Buddy That's a good question. helped me pick glasses. Very good when question. When you see them, you'll know who decided upon them. <laughs> Buddy, you're welcome. <laughs> um, For I, either male or female, either way. I would say, it's a, it, for me, it goes between the, um, what's the thing that Jade and Marky like? Fanny pack. Fanny, Fanny pack and mom jeans. Those would yeah, be like mom the, jeans are rough. I really don't like them. Yeah, mom well, jeans not, are rough. They're okay, but I'm all over Marky's fashion right now. So, <laughs> sorry, Marky. I, uh, I withheld the wire rim glasses because they were going to come out. And I'm like, no, because Marky wears them. And she those, looks cute when she wears them. Those aren't bad to me. But. I just remember my grandpa. What are mom pants? Mom pants are like, do you know the baggier ones that Marky will wear and she rolls up the cuffs and they come up really high? Hey, oh. when you make an example, don't make an example of somebody who's in the room. Okay? But, but she knows this one. <laughs> I don't know anyone who wears them that you would know offhand. I know SNL did a skit about them back like when Tina Fey was, was there. That was after they went out of style. Now they're coming back in style. They are the in big, style. big, huge glasses right now, I really don't. Marky, I love you. People. You're so wonderful and beautiful, and you are wonderful. I love you. <laughs> she doesn't have big, huge glasses. She actually toned down from some that she was looking at. Are you talking about the thickness of them? No. I'm or the about size? the size of them. You wanted bigger ones than those? Oh, yeah. She had bigger ones picked out. Those are huge on you. Like, they're, they're, they're big. How much bigger were yeah. they going to go? What was the other question? Um, Overrated movie. Yes. Overrated movie? Now, see, you said Avatar, and that hurt my heart. <laughs> it hurt my heart. Um, I love you. You know what? Avatar, um, Avatar is actually very interesting uh, politically right now. But uh, let's see. Hmm. 
No, the graphic, you are right, though. If you look back, I remember when Avatar came out, and everybody was like, oh, wow. And then you look back at it now, and it's, uh, it, it just doesn't look the same today because graphics yeah. have come so, so far. So. And that's why yeah. it was so Where's big. Where's your mic at? Right. That's why your Oh, hey, my microphone fell. Hey, look at that. that. Hey, look at you. Way to go. So, um, Hi, guys. I'm right here. <laughs> I'm going to step out and let you guys have Good your own plan. camera. Unplug Amen. it before you put it back on there yes, so you sir. don't make a whole bunch of noise. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's why your mic, see? Um, so, hey, look, there we are. Just you and I. Two dudes hanging out. One with an eye patch. One with a shofar so good shirt. Cool people. Boom, let's see it. Cool people in the room. Beard and eye patch. Ooh, graphic. <laughs> That's all it takes. I saw somebody was asking about your shirt. What was the other? Oh, overrated movie. Overrated movie. Hmm. What were some of the ones that? Uh, the Notebook was was a good one. I like The Notebook. I know you did. You didn't like it because when it came out, you were in the middle of your 20s as an American male. That's why you didn't like it. <laughs> that probably could be it. <laughs> um, what were some other ones that were questionable? Well, let's see. Titanic. That was good. Priscilla too. said Napoleon Dynamite. I strongly disagree. I thought that movie was awesome. I don't know. I don't overrated movies. Mo oh, okay, I got a list of them for you. Ready? Almost everyone that wins awards every year. I said, Almost everyone that wins awards. I said is Batman versus Superman. Because what they do is they pick some obscure <laughs> movie that nobody cares about a lot of times, but somebody wants to be artistic, and then it wins all these awards. And generally, it is horrible. It is horrible morals, horrible everything, and everybody's raving over. Is, that's okay. There you go. Next. If I'm you know, gonna score another one that I forgot. Are you better now? I, I think was so. I'm here. I have a clip. Titanic. It's a Where's it at? There. Titanic is another overrated right. one. Yes, I'm just sitting weird. Very long movie for a boat to sink. What you have to do is you have to give yourself room for that. Like I. Y'all, I love you. I'm so this sorry. This is new. You've been using the handheld. I have. Long. I'm fancy. I'm grown up now. You have to realize that when you move, Moving it on pulls up. on it. That's better. Sit still. Don't move. <laughs> you moved. Pause. I mean, I wish that, that, that movie clicked, the remote. Not over there. What was the third question? Well, before we go, real quickly, to score points with my husband, he would say Shakespeare in Love is the most overrated because it beat out, like, Black Who's Hawk Down. That? I don't think I've ever seen that. That was there a was, good movie. There's some Leo movie that beat out a war movie that George is really fond of in the Academy Awards, and he stopped watching them after that. Buddy said all eight Fast and Furious movies. <gasps> Ooh, and buddy. just like that, Buddy got kicked Sucked out of the church the so quickly. <laughs> I give you Tokyo Sucked Drift. That one was. Out of the room. <laughs> Tokyo Drift was horrible. The last one. We're not talking about the most like perfectly put together. <laughs> Those, I mean, they they're just fun. They're just fun, Buddy. Cars going fast. Buddy. Yeah. It's like Vanishing Point. It's a great movie. Okay. Best fast food. Best fast food. You were quick on the Chick Fil A. Um, Chick-fil-A and Arby's are easily go-tos for me. Mm -hmm. 
There's pieces of Arby's I like. Arby's he, made me mad when they got rid of home style fries. He said I repent. <laughs> you and Paul are the only people I know that actively go to like either a Hardee's or a Wendy's or an Arby's. Like I don't know other people that eat Hardee's is often. really good. It is good. They they actually when they made the switch to uh, the Angus Burgers a few years ago, they were yeah. they that was a good change. They have a good burger. Their burgers are yeah. Awesome. They beat McDonald's. They, they had the thing is they get stereotypes because maybe one over there is jacked up, but then overall they're pretty good. And uh, it's, I mean, I've had bad experiences pretty much every place, but just because you have bad, one bad doesn't mean they're all bad. So. See, McDonald's. You know what ruins it for McDonald's for a lot of people is their ice cream machines are always broke. <laughs> oh, Pastor Nicole, are you talking about Midway? Is that the one that you? Are talking about she says brian what was that Ooh. one with the airplane yeah i still haven't seen that one yet that was a good call on my wife's part midway that had so much potential i mean you have a real story that took place and it was i mean it was a great story and they jacked it up mm -hmm. it was bad and you know now compare that with the 1917 movie Wow, yes. what a movie. That was a great movie. Uh, but Midway, they just, the, the acting, the writing, the way that they cut in and out of scenes, it was, it was way overrated. 1917 is what Midway wishes it had been. Midway is like yeah. the ugly step-sibling that, that got put in there. Man, but 1917 was outstanding. That was a great movie. Mm -hmm. so, George, Monster Burgers, what's for, are they back open, George? Where is George? Is George here? He's George not here right here. now. Okay. He had to do some work at school. Dang it, George. Now I'm hungry for a monster. <laughs> oh, uh, I like Pearl Harbor, too. They See, they tried to do Midway. They tried to make it like Pearl Harbor, and they swing and a miss. <laughs> <laughs> Just a bit outside. <laughs> no, that's a classic movie. Sure. Big fan of Major League. Sure. It's a great movie. That is great. Did you pick your favorite fast food? I don't know. Uh, well, I have to say the Raising Cane's was, is a good, they have good chicken. They have like a Zaxby's sauce for it, but it, I think it's better than Zaxby's. Raising Cane's, down around Louisiana, mm -hmm. Texas, down in that area. So I, I said they, they were right there with Chick-fil-A, and I think mm -hmm. the only thing I give them the edge on is their sauces. They're homemade yeah. and they're delicious. It is, it is good. And they're really... Talk about it. Sauces are important. They give you a lot of food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot. Amen. Amen. Somehow, we're at 1230. Who's with us? If you're with us, put a hands up in the comment. Yeah. And I'm, us, huh? I was just going to apologize for any microphone sounds that you heard. I love you all. <laughs> Thank you for your forgiveness and patience. My wife called it. It's good. Hacksaw Ridge. That was a good movie. Where did Abigail go? Abigail, sneak up to this computer and let us and scroll up on the Facebook comments so we can see who's coming online here. Also, just ever so slightly, turn it this way and that'll help. Abigail's here. Buddy's here. Priscilla's here. Serena's here. The crew's here. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. You're here. We're all here. Pirate Paul's here. Blackbeard's here. My wife's here. Can you please go to Walmart like that later? Johnny's. Here. I mean, don't tempt me. 
I, I will do this. Can you please go lead someone to Jesus like this? I mean, yeah. Jade can explain That's to you what so happened yeah. with an espresso shot for the first time ever I in a Walmart. There. I heard. No, no, don't pull it back down. Yeah, there you go. Paul and George did like an espresso shot together because That's not a good combination. Like each because neither of them <laughs> super like it and they got challenged. And Paul, like George, remember Pastor's description of George at a sports game versus Paul at a sports game? George turned super <coughs> mellow. Like, Did you hear that one? Huh? He turned super mellow on what? I was just going to say, George turned mellow. Paul on espresso, on the other hand, we were oh, getting reports man. of Paul dancing in the aisles. Like, dancing. I couldn't sit, I couldn't stop <laughs> moving. Like, I felt like when I was standing there, I was still like. The bad thing was you had the shot of espresso and then you went away. Yeah. You took away, like, that's what we were paying for. Accurate. <laughs> Jane should have at least that's, taken video. Yeah. She tried, I think. She tried, and I didn't want it documented. It won't. <coughs> Paul and espresso is like somebody on yeah. Novocaine. <laughs> Apparently, according to Jade, you do not take me in public when I've had a shot of espresso. But I'll tell you what, I got a lot of stuff done. <laughs> I got home, was like outside for hours, like, Burning stuff and like, <laughs> which is probably not a good combination of me burning things while on espresso with a can of gas. Because Ooh, I felt like, is that where you figured out the kerosene versus gas? Or no, that that, then? that was before, that was when I was like twelve. Okay, that was appreciate that because now Nicole's gonna make us do that. Buddy yeah. told us yesterday that he's not a great fire builder because he like tried to douse something with like an entire can, right, or a lot. He was just oh, putting it repeatedly and no I do that just happening. because I like to see the flame go. <laughs> There's a trick. When you throw it, you kind of got to throw it and like lift and pull back like in a circular motion so that it don't catch the trail of gas. I've made that mistake before. So I learned and <laughs> you, you have to do it in a motion. <laughs> Did you say you didn't like the espresso shot? Oh, it tastes, it tasted like dirt. <laughs> if you had, but you don't drink coffee. But, uh, no, not really. Well, that's why. But, but I figured out that like, if I was to take one of those in the morning before I went to work, I feel like I could get eight hours done in like four. Yeah. Like I could be so much more for productive. For the first week and then the next week you'll need one and a half. Yeah. Yeah, because it, you get But I'll tell you what, that was one of the best sleep I got though because when I crashed, like, <laughs> <laughs> I, felt like I felt like I was like the toddler that's been running all day and just, doop. <laughs> I have such a great image of Oliver, but as an adult, like, That's <laughs> what it was. Goodness. <laughs> Julie's here. Kevin's here. Yeah, we got. So Kevin said Band of Brothers was the best miniseries. I have to say, yes. that's a great miniseries. Absolutely. I just rewatched that series. That's a good call. Recently. Good one. Yeah. Very good one. So, what have y'all? We've been talking about the man who would be king. I'm so glad to have y'all today because it's been a while. So, I'm happy to have both y'all here. Um, what is. What has been sticking out to you during this series? I really want to get into chapter 24, but the issue is we don't have time to get into it at this point. It's going gonna, it's gonna to take a full session. But, uh, so I'll do that tomorrow. Chapter 24, you're going to see some great stuff about David and his leadership. But what has been uh, one of the things that's just really stuck out to you in this? Um, oh, what I was going to say was... Uh, what did I just ask you a second ago about, did you see that episode? About George and Paul. George and Paul. Oh, at the yep. game. when I, I talked about when I took y'all both <coughs> to the hockey game. And you, I'm expecting like, 
it's going to be a fun night, and we're going to probably <laughs> you know, get down. told to sit down or something. And Paul sat there like this, watching the game. And then I took George, who I thought was going to be like this, and George was like, "Woo, kill him, yeah!" You know, I was like, "What happened?" Like I got the exact opposite. So That's, I was talking about that the other day. It's because I don't know hockey. You were taking. So I'm it trying down. to. I'm trying yeah. to figure out yeah. hockey. Now you take yeah. me to a baseball game yeah. and football. You might not want to be seen with me because I feel like I'm a coach in the stands. Yeah. And I'm telling everybody what they're doing wrong. And if they would listen to me, we would win the game. Yeah. Well, see, it was funny because I felt like George. Like, George might not have even yet known all the rules to it, and yet he just got in with the excitement, which is what I expected you to do, and I expected him to do what you did. But you sat there, and you were analyzing the game. I was like, this is cool, you know, but not what I was expecting. <laughs> See, in my head is, if I don't know the sport and I start yelling, yeah, and I'm yelling the wrong thing, then yeah. I'm that dumb-dumb that should not be yelling. So, yeah. I want to be strategic and make sure that I know what I'm yelling is right. If any of you are curious what I'm like at, a, at any sporting event, I am the dum-dum yelling things I shouldn't be yelling out. And no, I, I mean the fights, no. This is Barrett at, the, at any sports game. Not true. Not true. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That so is far, not true. The only thing that I've really found exciting about hockey is just the fights. And then that's when I do get excited because I'm like, dude, you should have hooked. You, you should have ducked and jabbed when you just stop. I can give you some pointers after the game. Priscilla got holy on us. She said, David always looked to God in everything, big or small. He wanted God to be a part of it. Also, when he messed up, he was quick to repent. I want to give, and that is good, he, is, he was quick to repent. Um, I want to give, in talking about this, I do want to give some balance to this because some people will say, you know, you need to see God in everything, which is true. However, some people can take it to the place of legalism where it's like, I can't do anything yeah. unless I hear from God. And then they're like, there's no flow to it. That's not, that's not the way it is. God, uh, what? Marky, our production crew, Marky just texted me saying that sometimes when it's your shot, my nose is in when I turn like this. So I have to stare this way to, or lean back to make sure it's not. <laughs> Nosy. This is <laughs> what needs to happen is we need a little bit different setup on the camera. But anyway, um, but one of the things is, and George said uh, on the hockey, I think it's the pinup aggression from watching the Black Hawk, Blackhawks in the 80s. <laughs> I understand. We're like jumping topics. Did you have All espresso before? Did you have espresso before this? I had coffee, but I always have coffee in the morning because I have an awesome coffee maker. Fact. <laughs> Fact, truth, accurate. It's true. That's true. It makes good coffee. The Nespresso Virtuo. And when I first had one, I was like, oh, my gracious. I must have. I need it. <laughs> my precious. Jade, that's from Lord of the Rings, which you my think precious. is overrated. So we should probably watch it. The Lord of the Rings was overrated. That's what Jade, that's what Jade says. That's what I said. I'm sure that's but what She's George actually said. never sat down and watched a full. Oh, how old? George has watched the first one twice, and he has yet to progress past that. What? That's as far. No, he watched. You part didn't of even the get into one. the adventure. <laughs> Listen, I'll tell you what. Those Squirrel? books are some of the best written books I've ever read. In my mm -hmm. life. And 
they're what they showed in the movie. You think the movies are long? They're not, and they. <laughs> In the books, it's the books two like times <laughs> the story that's actually yes. in the movie. There's two times more uh, stories and things going on. That's really, really interesting. Tremendous. That was on <laughs> one of our... This broadcast brought to you by Nespresso. Nespresso, if the... you would like to sponsor what we are doing, I will happily <laughs> test a product. Like, if you find this, I remember in I high will school when they gave you, like, your book list <laughs> and you had to choose so many books that you are going to read on the list. I, this is the LGBT kind of student I was. <laughs> I went to the library, I looked at all those books, and I did this. <laughs> that one's too big. Move to the next one. <laughs> and when I seen those, I was like, there's no way. Mm -hmm. We're just going to go, we're just going to, no, we're going to put that one to the side. <laughs> Abby. Abigail, Lord of the Rings and Taco Bell. We are talking about two of my favorite things. Abby, this broadcast is just for you. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, going back to the leading of the Lord, I had um, one time I was seeking the Lord. I found what David was doing, uh, not him specifically, but I was in the same position where I was inquiring of the Lord about so many things. And I found that he was talking to me. He was giving me what I needed to know. And uh, I was on a business trip, and I was in the hotel room just praying and seeking the Lord. And about that time, I said, Lord, uh, what do I need to do about this? And the Lord interrupted me, and he said, he said, forget about that question for a second. He said, I want you to review the questions you've been asking me. Just go back over like the last few that you remember. And the questions were this, what do I need to do about, how do I do this? What do I do this? Where, does, where do I do this? Everything. And he said, if you look at all of those questions... They're all really based off of you, and you're never designed, he said, you're never designed to, like, take one step, okay, now what, mm -hmm. Lord? Take another step, okay, now what, Lord? Mm -hmm. Turn turn left, okay, now what? Turn right, okay, now what? We're never, it, he said, yeah. it's supposed to be a flow, not a legalistic step-by-step -step thing. In other words, he'll give you a direction, and you move in that direction, but you here's the key. You always keep your heart and your ears open yeah. to any direction or redirection from the Lord, completely unbiased. So in other words, I can be going, and y'all seen this in, in leadership, we can be going one direction, and we heard from God, and in the middle of it, God say, turn this way, and we will turn that way. Yeah. It doesn't matter that we were headed this way. Yeah. We'll turn this way, because the Lord, he knows how to avoid traps. He knows how to get the people right in the right place. Uh, one that's really been sticking out to me recently is something the Lord told us during this lockdown. And although it was against logic a couple of months ago, now it's right on top of yeah. what's being said. And by paying attention to the Lord, we're in the right place at the right time. And it's beautiful. So there's always a flow. And here's what the Lord said. So Priscilla, the reason we're saying this is David always looked to God and everything, which is great. And that is absolutely what we need to do. We need to inquire of God. Had he not inquired of God, had he not inquired of God, him and all of his men would have been captured and probably killed by Saul. That's what we hit at yeah. the end of it yesterday. Had he not been seeking the Lord, um, had he not inquired of God, he wouldn't have saved that city. Yeah. Uh, so those people would not have been saved and delivered. It's so important for us to inquire of God. However, 
we don't want it to be so legalistic that there's no flow to yeah. it, that you, that you stutter step everything, that you slow up the progress of everything. And here's what the Lord told me. I was in, I was in a hotel in Indiana, Columbus, Indiana. And he said this. He said, if you will get your fellowship right yeah. with me, I will show you, because he said, listen to your question. He said, there's a lot of I in them. Mm -hmm. He said, I wish more people yeah. would ask me that question. So the questions I was asking was good. He said, I wish, I wish so many more people would ask me those questions. They're good questions, but basically what he said was, let me show you a better way. Yeah. And he said, get your fellowship right with me. Get your intimacy right with me. And I will let you know when to do this, how yeah. to do that, everything. So again, it goes back to Acts 17, 28. In him, in Jesus, we live and move and have our being. Abide in him and he will abide in us. And if we're, if we're moving forward but we're always, always unbiased, God will yeah. lead you directly as you need to go and not be, not be opposed to changing direction. See, that's, yeah. most people, they, they get one direction and that's the, I mean, we're talking about something right now on the leadership line, which is a change of direction. We're looking at different things. Well, here's the thing. Most people, they get set yeah. on one direction, and then they think that God's going to take them that direction for the rest of eternity. It doesn't happen like that. There's, there is original direction, and then there's redirection. You're, you're moving around traps. You're moving through. You're uh, you know, basically flanking the enemy. You're doing all these things all the time, and our job is simply to move in a flow with the Holy Ghost. Uh, Pastor Rodney said it the other day. He said, you know, people, we don't move like he was talking about how they are not having the minister's conference in person but doing it online. He said, I just, I wasn't feeling that in the Holy Ghost. He said, and you got to understand about our ministry. Our ministry is all about a flow. It's all about a flow, not a... Um, it's not about stutter stepping and okay now I heard this now I heard that now I heard this now I heard that and one step at a time it's about a flow in the Holy Ghost and so what I found is the Lord will give us a direction and then we just keep moving towards that direction but we always have our ear listening for the Holy Ghost to lean to the left or to the right. We're always listening for that, for that redirection. And if we don't hear redirection, we just keep going. Yeah. And if we hear redirection, then we are quick to move and, and go. And that's how many, many times, y'all have seen it, many times we're in the right place at the right time doing the right thing. We're prepared uh, in so many different ways. So, amen. Hallelujah. Amen. What y'all think about that? Well, as you're talking, like what's... What immediately came up to me is I was listening to uh, Jesse Duplantis recently, and I've heard him say it before, but he made the statement, he had a similar situation with the Lord where he was talking to the Lord, and the Lord basically told him, Jesse, make a decision and I'll back it. Like, make a decision and I'll back it. And it took me some time. And really, when you were talking, it's the Lord gave me yeah. the key to understand it because that bothered me. I'm like, what do you mean make a decision and he'll back it? Like, yeah. I know that's right, but what happens if you're prideful or something's wrong or whatever? And as you're talking, what just came up to me was... When you get the Father's heart, when you have his heart, it's easier. Yeah. You know, you un, you're not going to make decisions that go against him. You're not going to make decisions that are flippant and that just, 
you may, you have a flesh, but your heart's going to be different. It's like you, you and yeah. I and you and Pastor Nicole and I, I've purposed myself to have your heart. And right. so when it comes to making decisions at the ministry, I may miss it some, but I know what you're going to want me to do for the majority of the time. I have an understanding of it. And so when I make a decision, <clears throat> I know this is the heart of Pastor Brian, so this is the decision I'm going to make because it's his heart. And if you need to redirect me, you did yesterday. I had missed it with something, and you came and explained why it wasn't your heart to do that. Right. Oh, okay. Well, you still love me, support me, will back me, but I needed to change course a little bit right there. Right. And it's that same way. You flow with it, yeah. but you don't get crippled in the fear of, I haven't heard from God. I can't make a decision because yeah. I haven't heard yeah. from God. He'll back you but as we you know do him. Always, we do always keep our uh, ears open to the Holy Ghost because, first of all, you know our, our plan and our mission overall is yeah. always the same, but the smaller missions inside of that, the smaller mandates inside of that, they change, you know, they've changed in the years yeah. we've been a church, they've mm -hmm. changed. You have different, you, God has you accomplishing different things at different times, and they can change, and so you always want to make sure that you're listening for that, and he knows, he sees the big picture, and he always has your best uh, at heart. So all you have to do is make sure that you are, you know, just paying attention to the Holy Ghost. He'll have you right on time. Yeah. Right in the right place yeah. at the right time doing the right thing. And because he wants to bless us. So he's going to talk to us like Buddy put up this verse, Isaiah 30, 21. Your ears will hear a word behind you. This is the way. Walk in it. Whenever you turn to the right or to the left. In other words, God will show you and he'll speak in that still small voice, that inward witness. He'll, he'll give you a leaning to the left or right, yeah. or he'll speak words to you, and he'll show you. Like, you know, for example, what I was talking about earlier where the Lord gave us wisdom, before the lockdown even happened, he said something to me, specific words, and I knew we were supposed to put a priority on that as a church, and as we did, it got our people in a better place than they had been in before. Yeah. I think the <clears throat> big thing that stands out to me is, is the humility of when he missed it, recognize that he missed it and immediately yeah. go in. That's yep. the thing that stands out. Even when it, Saul was still over him, he was still under. Yeah. He still humbled himself to that. Yeah. That that authority that was put over him. Mm -hmm. Even when opportunities were presented to him. Yeah. To be able to like when uh, when they were in the, when he was in the wilderness and Saul was bathing, he could have easily taken him then. But he didn't. He humbled himself because yeah. God had had not made told him that time was it was his time yet. Whenever he made the mistakes, he quickly when the repentance. It was the humility that he had behind it. Was I screwed up? And a lot of times, I think that's some of the hardest thing. And was me. I'm still working on that. Is when you're when you obviously when somebody points it out to you that you're wrong, not getting that. Well, and yeah. my thinking though I was right is just. Okay, yeah, I missed it. Yeah. I'm yeah. I'm going to make sure that I do better at that. And that's something that's really been brought up to my attention the past few weeks is that that humility level needs to go up a notch to where it's not, you're not wrong because you miss it, everybody misses it. Sure. The important thing is that when you miss it, you realize that you missed it. Yes. And you come forward, and that's exactly like David was. His heart was there every time that he made the mistake, was quick to say, I screwed up. Yeah. I'm sorry. 
let's let's continue to move forward. This won't happen again kind of thing. And I think that's the biggest thing that stands out to me is just the humility level that was there. Yeah. That's what made him a great leader. You yeah. Know, tru truthfully, that's what made him uh, the leader that he is. So. Yeah. Amen. Glory to God. What else have y'all seen in the, uh, even, you know, you guys online, what have you seen in it? What's been sticking out to you the most? And uh, what have, do you think is going to cause your life to increase because you saw this in the stories that we've been looking at so far and the leadership characteristics? And what about you guys? What, uh, beside, you know, humility, what other things has really stuck out to you in this? So I, um, I know we're not in chapter 24 yet. Yet, that'll be tomorrow. But right. today I was listening to it and reading it to get prepped for the broadcast. And, you know, I know you're going to talk about under the anointing, things get more clear and things like that. I'm sure you will. But for me, what stuck out in chapter 24 is when Saul goes in, the part that Paul's talking about, when Saul goes in to relieve himself and David and his men are there, you know, logic says through the men, logic told him, the Lord's delivered him to you. This is your time to go ahead and do that. Yeah. Logic was telling him that. Logically, it looked like that's what the Lord was doing. Yeah. But the anointing, when the anointing kicked in, it caused him, it caused his conscience to be bothered by that. Yeah. And so the difference between logic and the anointing, just because something looks right on paper does not make it the Holy Ghost. And so the importance of David to have that fellowship with the Lord, to know the difference between logic and the Lord is what I believe in this chapter kept him in the position to still be the king he was called to be. Like, yeah. Because if he had moved by logic, he would have he could have killed Saul and he could have yeah. killed off what he was called to do. And logic is a killer. If you just move by logic, yeah. you're, it's not the anointing. It's different. Yeah, you're willing to go around logic uh, to after you've heard from the Lord, yeah. be obedient to the Lord and. I can't tell you how many times we've done that, you know, as a church, as Nicole and I, as a couple, how many times we have, you know, sidestepped logic mm -hmm. and actually been right in the right place at the right time. And, you know, eventually if you have enough people there watching and knowing, knowing those decisions, they'll be like, you know, they're, they're getting stuff right over there. And it's not that we've made it all right, but I've found if I know that I've heard from the Lord, that is the thing to do yeah. without question. If he's speaking to do this and do this now, it's always the best, even yeah. if logic is telling you to go another way, because he's always leading us to try. Mm -hmm. yeah. So he's always doing that. And I think David does that well, and you know, any good leader will do that. So do you have anything on that? Or okay, Holly said this. Uh, she said, submission to his leader, humility, uh, and covenant. Mm -hmm. So... I think covenant is huge. That's, that's a huge part. We're talking about covenant also in our uh, Impact University here at yeah. tu on Tuesday nights. And man, it's just, just looking at covenant yeah. and then talking about it here in this instance between mm -hmm. David and Jonathan. Yeah. It's huge. Covenant is huge. And um, I just, I think we really do not have a good idea in America of the importance of covenant and the importance of how God uses that covenant, um, I believe all of us would do ourselves very well yeah. uh, to meditate on God being a covenant God mm -hmm. and how 
absolute covenant is. I think it would do us all very, very good to do that. <clears throat> what have y'all seen in covenant that's really stuck out to you? The importance of not entering into it lightly. Um, you know, weighing the cost. Jonathan yeah, weighed the cost of what being in covenant with David would mean. Like, it, it's not like this was just the king. This was his dad. Like, this was his father who was going up against David. And yet, yeah. Jonathan had David's heart. They were in fellowship together. And he chose to be in covenant with a man that his dad hated, knowing that it could put him in a position where his father could be against him too. Yeah. And yet, he still decided that the cost was worth the risk. The risk was worth the reward. Yeah. It was important. Yeah. Covenant, whenever Nicole said the covenant bond between Jonathan and David always stands out as such a strong point that we're missing in the body today. Yeah. I would I would agree with that wholeheartedly. Well not it's it's just something that's just out of society completely. Like yeah. even when it comes to friendships, mm -hmm. I mean somebody does you upset you. And people yeah. are so willing just to drop a friendship because of one instance. Yeah. When sometimes those friendships, God has put you with those people yeah. for a reason. And are what you're saying, you're you have no humility because what you're saying is in those instances, and you're so willing to drop that friend because they wronged you once. Is well, I've never made a mistake like that. When there's times that you may yeah. have made mistakes, and just because you're in covenant doesn't mean you're necessarily going to always agree with everything that yeah. person does. Right. But it's the love that's behind it that's a bond that's there that cannot be broken. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of society is missed it today is they're so quick just to drop something instead of stepping into the humility saying, yeah. I messed this up or what did I do in this situation? Because very rarely is it just one-sided when something goes wrong in, in yeah. a friendship or a relationship. There's always two parts to it. And sometimes we're quick to put the blame instead of stepping back. And that's yeah. where humility comes in in those covenant bonds yeah. is that your maturity level is, yeah. is where it's at. And I think, I know that's something that I'm really learning. I've learned more since being here is that it's okay to make the mistake because if yeah. the people that you are around and you have that covenant bond with, they're not going to cut you up because yeah. you made a mistake. Yeah. The real covenant there, they're going to help build you up and help the situation yeah. show you that the next time where you start going down that path again, hey, remember, let's, yeah. and kind of help. And that's what that whole point is, is, is to be there for each other to, just like a, when you're placed in the body, you're placed there for a reason because you have a supply. It doesn't mean that you're going to get everything right every 100% of the time, but you're there to supply something there. Yeah. And that covenant should not ever be broken, just like with a marriage. It's not supposed to be broken. When you're planted in that field, regardless if the pastor says something that upsets you, that's not, you're there for yeah. a reason. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's something that you can, because I mean, there's been situations like in the ELT where I've mentioned something, and when I mentioned, I thought, but it's a safe harbor because there's a covenant bond there that I can say something that might come off and it's like, but then it causes thinking to go, well, you know what? That could be something. And that's where a covenant bond comes in, that safe harbor, that relationship to where it's okay to bring things like that because it could take things to another level. But if you don't have that kind of bond, yeah. 
then you can never really get through things like that. You can never really go to That's another right. level. That's right. And when you go through tough times like that, you know, when you go through tough times like that, what happens is you actually come out the other side stronger than you've ever mm -hmm. been before because you're like, okay, yeah. I'm, I missed it, or I said something that they didn't like, and we're still bound together by mm -hmm. covenant. Yeah. And so you're like, okay, this, this relationship, because people are, they've been burned so many mm -hmm. times in other relationships that they're afraid to actually be who they yeah. are. Yep. And, but yet covenant will bind them together so that even when you're who you are and you're bringing how you think to the table, I'm not going to get mad at you because you have those thoughts. You know, the only, the only way that I would be mad at you is if mm -hmm. you don't give yourself to be godly and make changes when a godliness is clearly presented and it's like, and the only reason I'd be upset is because you're damaging yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I don't want you to damage yourself. That, and that's the reason why. Uh, but, because most people, the only other reason to be upset with somebody is basically if they're, you know, you know being sacrilegious to God. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's not generally going to be the case. However, it's one of those things where people are so hesitant in that way, not under, because they don't understand mm -hmm. covenant. They've not been around people that understand covenant. And so then when they actually, those lines and those uh, uh, bonds are tested and they find out that they uphold and they're strong because of mm -hmm. covenant, then all of a sudden that whole relationship is strengthened and taken to another level. That's been missing in yeah. America. That's been missing in the American church because we just want to cut and run. Yeah. yeah. And that's like... <clears throat> glass house whenever I had my accident that was a dark time for me yeah like if we had not been planted where we were and established that bond and that yeah. relationship that we had that was a point where I could have pulled that poor pitiful me I done messed up I've messed up too much I haven't done things right yeah that kind of thing but having that bond that relationship established there what it did was actually make that situation easier to go through because I knew no matter what was going on that I was going to be pointed in the right direction. I was going to be lifted up in those situations. Even yeah. if I didn't feel like I deserved it, I was still going to be lifted up in those situations and comfortable in the situation. So it helped take, take you through a time period. So on the, instead of what could have destroyed you, takes you and through that process, it actually strengthens you the whole time. So when you get on the back side of that, and you come out, the bond's stronger. It, you're at a whole new level. And then when I had yeah. the accident, I was, I was here, but after the accident, I, was, I learned so much in humility of swallowing pride doing this. And did it, <laughs> was it fun at the time? No, it was not. Uh, yeah. But on your flesh. Yeah, yeah. But it took me from here to here when, in a lot of cases, if there wouldn't have been that bond, it would have took me from here. To hear, yeah. but having that relationship, yes. that covenant bond established with pastor with the body, it launched it instead of taking it taking the ship yeah. down, and that's where sometimes people, when the times get tough, tough get go, when those times come, that's when you really need to understand where you are, who you're around, and who you're surrounded with. Those covenant people are the ones that you're supposed to be with. For those instances right there, yeah. because those things, that's why God puts people around you. 
it's not just because you need them for that week or that season. You need them for times like that yeah. in your life completely. There's actually many times when people are not going through a major crisis or a major point in their life that they actually need the body just as much. Uh, many times they don't realize how much they're being fed by the people that are around them uh, when they're not in a crisis. It shows up more when we're in a crisis. Mm -hmm. But they need, you know, people need other people around them that are godly every day of their life. It's how God designed it to work. And um, I think you have something. But, you know, one of the things, one of the things that's important is I heard somebody say, uh, not too long ago, I thought this was a great, great point. I heard him say that, uh, well, I just want us to go back to the first century church. And, and in other words, what they were saying is, I want us to be that kind of church that's completely scriptural, moving in the power of God and the love of God. And what they were saying is, I'm tired of seeing like the um, worldly structure that's on church. And there is, there has been. Yeah. A worldly structure in church is one of the series we just finished on the linchpin of this age, church, the linchpin of this age. We looked at that worldly structure versus a biblical structure in church. So they're right on that. But here somebody said this, oh, you mean the first century church that when they got upset with somebody, they couldn't just move and go to another church because they didn't have cars where they could drive across town. They were stuck in that neighborhood with those people, and they had to get over themselves. I was like, yeah, that's good stuff, because we need to learn mm -hmm. how to actually go through the bad times and deal with people that we don't like or they don't like us and learn, hey, this is when it really it becomes a lot easier to uh, put your flesh down and to put on the fruit of the Spirit because I don't have another choice. But today, if they don't like what the you know, preacher says or don't like what you say or what you say, well, I don't like those people over there, so I'm going to go across town to this other church. And that's part of the yeah. problem is because mm -hmm. we've allowed ourselves options instead of dealing with it. Mm -hmm. Instead of dealing with the problem. I have another shirt. Maybe I'll wear it tomorrow. It says deal with it. So um, we need to deal with the problem and stop skirting the issue. And, and listen, I, I've watched this so many times. Golly, you know, when you've had the same problem at the church three churches ago, and then the same problem two churches ago, and the same problem one church ago, and then it happens again, it ain't the churches. Mm -hmm. It ain't them, it's you. It, yeah, yeah, it's not <laughs> the churches. So let's get real, and let's grow up and be who God's called us to be, and let's be the leaders that God's called us to be. Yeah, well, what, what sticks out to me as y'all are talking is, we haven't, as a people, esteemed the giver of where we're planted. You know, I, I think about it this way. You and Pastor Nicole and my husband, you're the most like covenant relationships that immediately pop up in my brain. And there have been moments with all three of you that I've had the opportunity to cut the covenant, to break it, um, to get offended, to walk away, to just be mad or uncomfortable. Right. And... Every single time that thought has come up, immediately what comes up to me was the Lord saying, I gave them to you and I gave you to them. Yeah. And when we get a hold of the fact that God's given us these covenant relationships, then they stop being flippant. See, I don't think that we as a people have esteemed 
each other as gifts from God. And truly, like pastors, evangelists, prophets, pastors, teachers, I'm missing one, apostles. Um, you know, I, I know that they are the gifts to the body, but the body is a gift to each other. You know, boomerang is a gift to me. I am a gift to the boomerang. Like, I have a supply. And so when I am, sorry, there, I got, hang on. <laughs> there was some camera shifting and I got distracted. I don't want to just ramble, which has been a ditch. But ultimately, when we start to esteem each other, then it's less likely that we're just going to break ties. Yeah. It's less likely that we're just going to up and run because we understand God gave them to me and me to them. God gave me this body. God gave me this church. God gave me this, these people. And I can't run. I can't yeah. leave because God gave them to me. I'm never going to find someone better for me yeah. than the people yeah. I'm around because God himself designed them That's for right. me. God himself designed me for them. And if I leave, then what'll happen is I'm second best at the best. Like I, I will never yeah. hit the apex of what I'm called to be or who I'm called to be if I'm somewhere else, because God himself designed these relationships for me. And who am I to withhold myself from you? Yeah. Who am I to withhold myself? Well, it says he places the members in the body just as he desires. Yeah. And so when you are planted in in the field, so to speak, when you're planted in the field of a local church body, God already knew I would be there in that field too. God already knew yeah. Paul would be in that yeah. field too. And he determined that being there with the other people that you're planted with is the best for you, yeah. is the best for him, is the best for me. He's determined that. So who am I to say, no, I don't like them? Yeah, and but not just part of the that. field. That's prideful. Yeah. Well, those people are put there for reasons because yeah. there's going to be times in your life when you don't know it that they're going to bring something to you. Yes, mm -hmm. that, yes. That in that moment you may not know until that moment's there and then they're there right there on yeah. time when they're supposed to be there with what they're supposed to be there. Yeah. For example, I, I didn't realize what it was going on. I had this past week and stuff, I had been getting frustrated with work, stuff like that. And don't didn't didn't understand. And what Sunday after service, my birthday's coming up. The hospitality team, a week and a half before my birthday, took me in, and it wasn't. I mean, it was cookies stuff like that. But what it was is I was I had hit that point where I didn't feel appreciated. And right in that moment, yeah, God already had something coming and saying, "No, you are appreciated." Yeah, because it was it wasn't about the gifts, but it was the things that. That make me happy. It was chocolate chip cookies, <laughs> some peanut butter bars, like beef jerky, like a Dr. Pepper. That lets you know that there are people, I have put people around you that know you, that appreciate yes. you, that care for you. That's right. And in that moment, I didn't even realize what was causing me to have that funk. But in that moment, he was already bringing yeah. the confirmation to know you are appreciated. Yeah. yeah. You are, you know, yeah. Yeah, and it was like. Right. Right on time, when exactly when it needed to be there, yeah. yes. in that moment, and that's what covenant is. You're with those yes. people because even when you don't realize what you need, those people know what you need. God yes. is sending them on time every time. And if you're if you break that covenant, you're not where you're called to be. He can't get that there to you. Yeah, 
Yeah. And it's not him not yeah. trying. It's you have came in and made a decision outside of his leading, what yeah. he has given you, and you have stopped the blessing from coming into you that you needed in that moment. So that's why being where you're called to be in that covenant relationship, that's no matter so when, yeah. is so important for something that may have been so small. <laughs> say I was not here yeah. in that moment, and I started feeling like that. Well, he was bringing something there to, to rest assure that issue of the flesh yes. that was bringing up. And if I wouldn't have been here around the people who know me, who love me, who care about me, I might not have received that when I needed to. And then that could have been a moment where the flesh got the best and takes you into the deep end. That's yeah. why covenant is important. That's a, you bring up a point that I've watched people mess up so many times. And the very thing that they need was sitting there in the place that they're planted. Yeah. A word, um, you know, many times I'll be, it, it's happened on the broadcast since we've been doing the Lunch Plus broadcast. Uh, <laughs> there have been words where I ministered specifically on a topic. Maybe it even felt weird to me. And then three or four days later, somebody calls me and says, hey, uh, will you be praying about this? And I'll say, were you watching the other day? Because we talked about that exact thing. So, And they don't esteem it. But yeah. I, before we started the Lunch Plus broadcast, I saw it for years where they would not be there on the Sunday. And I knew this is a message that would help them so much and yeah. where they're at and everything. And I didn't have the message planned out for them. But by the time I get to the end of them, I'm like, oh, man, that would really help. And they weren't there. Yeah. You know? mm -hmm. Cannot tell you just what you said. And look at the dynamics of what you were going through in mm -hmm. that. And everybody's done it. So here it is. A lie comes in. You're not appreciated. Well, that's a lie. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just a straight up lie. And here's, but here's the thing. I know for me, I can tell you a specific story for me where the devil was lying to me some years ago and it took me six months to figure out what was going on. I just knew something didn't feel right, but I could not put my finger on it and I needed Nicole praying for me that I would wake up to it. And what I had, I had lies coming in. I had pressures come in, but I couldn't even see them. I couldn't recognize them. And her praying for me helped open that up. Mm -hmm. You know, people when you, that you're in covenant with, loving on you, showing those things, it helps. Oh, that's what was happening. Mm -hmm. And so that's why we need each other. We need, whether we like it or not, in that moment, here's the lie coming in, which the lie's making you not want to be around the very people mm -hmm. that have an answer. Yeah. And so had you moved on the flesh, mm -hmm. you would have missed it. But had you moved on, you know, all right, I'm leaving myself no option but to do it God's way. Mm -hmm. yep. I'm not going to burn bridges. You're right in the right place yep. to receive it. All of a sudden, when that answer comes in, you see the lie for what it is. You see the mm -hmm. deception. It's, that happens so many times, and people don't recognize it and realize it. So I want, to, uh, I want to get to something that Serena said, and then we'll wrap up for today. But Buddy said uh, about being a leader. I love how even while being attacked by Saul, David had a heart for the people and delivered Kila. I agree. It's awesome. No matter where you're at, you always have a heart for the people. Yeah. That is important. And that's another thing on covenant. It doesn't matter if you get along with people, don't get along with people. Your heart's not supposed to be on you. Yeah. It's supposed to be on the people. So I've been around people that I didn't necessarily get along with, but I'm there to serve people, not just not just to have good relationships all the time. That my hear this, that my flesh is comfortable with. My spirit, if the Lord wants us together, my spirit will be fine with them. 
My flesh won't, and I can't let my flesh rule. And I've had that. I've had to deal with it. Then Buddy says this, what should you do if you're un, in or under ungodly leadership? What should you do if you're under ungodly leadership? Well, the first thing, you know, this is something, and we, I, could, I could literally talk a couple of broadcasts on this topic. But one of the things, I'll just give you the high points of it. If you're under ungodly leadership, the first question that you have to figure out is, are they actually ungodly? Or is it like what you were just describing? All of a sudden, yeah. there's something coming against you and it's attack against mm-hmm. you. That happens a lot. So you need to, you know, it's good to have godly people in your life, especially people that will call you on your mess. So if you're going through a lie or something like that, and, and that happens. You mm-hmm. think the devil's not going to try to send you a deception? You know, again, the thing about being deceived is you don't know that you're yeah. deceived. And so he's going to constantly throw deceptions at you. You need to have somebody who's been there, done that, recognizes stand, this is their standard, Nothing, not experience, not the world, and not peer pressure. Yeah. This yeah. is their standard, the word of God. And then you need to have people that will call you on your mess, yep. that will call you on your junk. And in order to call you on, their junk, on your junk, you've got to be around them enough for them to know you. That means you've got to be around them in that way. So you want people like that in your life because they'll save you from a pit. They'll save you from a trap that you don't have to fall into if you're around that. So that's the number one. Have multiple people in your life that will that know you and can call you on your uh, stuff, on your mess-ups, and their standard is God and his righteousness and the word of God. All right, so once you have that, if you think you're on un- un- ungodly leadership, you need to make sure that you go and you talk to that person about it. But here's, understand this. Most people, hear this, please hear this. Most people... I've found that think that they have somebody godly in their life, that person is not godly. That person is just above average compared to everybody else, but not compared to Jesus. And so here's the issue. Here's why I say that. I've watched pastors who will say, you know, say you come to me and you talk about, well, I think I might be under ungodly leadership. And they go, oh, yeah, I think so too. Because what they want is to come and be a part of their church. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You want to be a part of people who say, you need to sit there and stick it out. That's the people that would be godly, that, that will tell you, you plant yourself in that place. Now, if it's determined that they're ungodly, un, what are the things that God says is ungodly? Well, one thing he says is this. If they are not moving in the, in the Holy Ghost, they've denied some of the power of God, he says, don't hang out with these men. So if you have pastors that are denying the power of God, denying faith, hope, love in their lives, not just they're their preaching about it, but they're not living by it. There's no fruit of it in their life, and they're denying the power. The Lord says don't hang out with them, much less be planted under yeah. them. All right? So that you want to be in a place that's moving in the fruit. They're winning souls, making disciples, moving in the power of God, revel, supernatural revelation, fruit of the Spirit. If you're not seeing those things, you need to question, is this godly leadership? And then what you see is when it is determined that they're ungodly, you actually have a precedent in several different places 
where God allowed that person to move. Like you have Abigail, who was the wife of Nabal, and he was ungodly. And so she actually helped David. We'll get to that story a little bit later. Helped David, and it was godly uh, for her to do so. So you see that several times. There's several instances in the Bible where it's okay for you to move out from ungodly leadership. But the question is, are they really ungodly, or is my flesh just uncomfortable yeah. because I'm being disciplined, and I'm, yeah. I need to be in covenant with people, and I'm trying to burn bridges? Because that is the norm in our society today. So it's very important to take a look at. Um, let's look at this too. Serena said, and this is what I want, and this kind of all fits together. I want to hear y'all's, what y'all have to say on this. Serena says, what she's gotten out of the man who would be king, knowing that there will always be someone who will confirm a deception and how it's so important to be led by the Spirit. So when deception comes, when those lies come different ways, man, I've I've seen it too. There's always somebody who'll say, "Yeah, you're, you're right. They're just not treating you right. They, I don't know why you're staying there. You're, you're right. You're right. There's always somebody who will confirm a deception. Like King Saul had people confirming his ungodly hunt of David and killing priests. Yeah. But a lot of times our level is not on the level of murder. But it still is life and death hangs in the balance because yeah. now if you're out of place when you need mm-hmm. to be in place in that story you're telling, mm-hmm. then you don't have the lifeblood when <laughs> things are going mm-hmm. on and it can be life and death. And the devil wants to divide. He wants to, he wants to get people separated. And, and I got something to tell you afterwards too. The Lord told me for you uh, about that. You know, I didn't, I didn't know that, but he's already told me something to tell you. And that's what I was going to tell you on Sunday. But all right. So, what do y'all think about there's always someone who will confirm a deception? Oh, it's 100% true. (laughs) 100%. There's always, even if you look outside of the church, and you look in a circle of friends that you think are friends, there's always the one, and I call them the antagonizer. They're the ones that will always push it further than it needs to go. With gossip, anything, it's, well... Not only that, but, and then they put pressure on it to get your flesh to really react to it. There's always that person. That's why it's so important to to look at who is supposed to be in your life, to really pray about the people. Like when me and Jade really went all in in church, I have a list of friends that I was really good friends with. and According to the world. According to the world. And the Lord pretty much made it very easy and simple to cut 90% of them loose. There was a couple that I still talk to, and there's a reason why I still talk to them, because the Lord has used me in those situations whenever I have been able to speak to them, and things that they used to do whenever I'm around, they don't do those things. And it opens up a door for ministry because their hearts are actually there to be able to receive, where some, their hearts were just closed off to him completely. So it's important to really pray about who who are you supposed to have in your life? Who is supposed to be there? And even if it <laughs> the Lord tells you like me, you need to cut this one loose, this yeah. one loose. Even if it doesn't feel like right, if he tells you to do it, there's a reason why because yes. those might be the people that in that situation Sunday that said that and I pick up the phone and talk to him are going to go that's probably true. Yeah. 
that's the reason why he will have you cut people out yeah. because they don't need to be there. They're, they're, they're souring the, the wine that you're receiving. They're, they're, making, yeah. they're taking the goodness and stealing it from you. They're the foxes that are still in the yeah. vine. Like, so you really need to, just like when me and, me and Jade with Scarlett and Oliver with godparents, and we were sitting there thinking, you know, what if, if something was to ever happen? Who? And we were sitting there going through, and a lot of the people that we, we've had and that's been in our life a long time, we were just like, no. Yeah. No. So when we seeked and prayed about it, and we even talked with y'all about it. Yeah. And that's why we, George and Barrett, was the ones that the Lord laid on our heart. Why? Because they know exactly how we are. They know who we are. We have a, a bond and a, a covenant relationship with them that they know our hearts. They have the same heart for our kids that we do. So we know if something was ever, they're going to be in a godly house. They're going to be raised based on scriptures. They're not going to be deceived when it comes to stuff because they have somebody that's going to stand firm in the word. Yeah. And those are the things that you have to look for because if not, and we were to go with something, somebody else, and one of those situations come in like that, it could cause harm when you don't yeah. think it would. One little thing could yeah. cause a life-changing disaster to apply because you haven't sought the Lord to who is supposed yes. to be there, who's not supposed mm -hmm. to be there. And a lot of times people, they forget to do that. Yeah. They forget to pray about, yeah. is this person even supposed to be in my life? And that's why it's so important to do that, to make that, take that time, whether he answers you immediately or it takes takes a while. You seek it, know who you're supposed to be around. And yeah. he'll show you when you meet people, there will be a connection there if yeah. he's wanting that. And you'll know it. There's many times as I've you know, pastored people, one of the things that I seek to get a lot of people to recognize is it's okay to have acquaintances, but be mindful when you call people friends because God basically lays out in his word very clearly that if somebody's going after God or they're making God decisions, they're always the best. God decisions are always going to put you in the best place at the best time mm -hmm. doing the right thing, right? Doing the, doing the best things. And only God. If it's not backed by him and it's not in God, it's never going to be the best. And if a so-called friend is influencing me to not make God decisions or just if they're leading their, they're leading their life or living their life and God's not the motivating factor in their life, they're not being a friend. A friend will lead you, hear this, a friend, a true friend will always lead you to God and to raise up higher. A true friend mm -hmm. will always lead you to God. And if they're not leading you to God and they're not leading you to a higher life of dedication, consecration, you know, going after God with everything you have, they're not a true friend. Yeah. yeah. They're just not, and so you can call them friends, but they're not. Yeah. And when, we, when you get that revelation, life gets a lot easier. Mm -hmm. It's not that you can't have acquaintances. Exactly mm -hmm. what you said. You've been a witness now, and I've found this, and this is the way the Lord led me as well. He said, listen, he said, not everybody's going to agree with you. Not everybody's going to want to go where you go, 
But you have to understand that as you take a stand for God, I will back you with signs and wonders, and I will show them the proof of my will in your life. And that will cause them to come back and say, I want to, I need Jesus too. And so instead of me being drawn into their life, I've decided I'm going after him with all. And there'll be some people that'll watch. And I literally, a few weeks ago, a friend of mine uh, he calls up. He said, Brian, I've been watching you now for, it, it's probably 20 years he's been watching. Well, yeah, it, we're not talking about that. Anyway, <laughs> it, it's been a while. He said, I've been watching. You're the real deal, and you love Jesus, and God is obviously on your life, and I need him in my life, and he gave his life to the Lord right there yeah. because he'd been watching, and so and, take, take no. that. Um, <laughs> you know, Pastor and Paul, they're talking about people who aren't great influences. What had immediately come up to me, though, was you mentioned the other day when this first got brought up, you know, people who say that they think that they have a word for the Lord, from the Lord for you and to confirm it. And so what popped up to me was, to my knowledge, (laughs) the biggest deception that I had been with, and I've talked about this on the broadcast before, was thinking that I was called to be a pastor. And I had that, For years, for years I thought that's what it was. And I had people, we had people, they sat over there, that came on one Sunday and claimed to be a prophet and different things. And they came up to George and I after church, and we told you and Pastor Nicole, they're like, I just, I see pastor all over both of you. Like, that's just what I see. I didn't know them from anything. You know, the Lord just told me that. And I had different people say those things to me. I didn't know them, but they thought that they were moving at the leading of the Lord. And what they thought they were confirming wasn't a bad thing. It's not like I was offended and mad and what I thought that I was being obedient to God. But truthfully, it was a dangerous thing that they did because that helped plant the seed inside of me even deeper of This is what I'm called to do. I have this time and this time and this time and this time where clearly the Lord has called me. And he wasn't. I was deceived and the enemy was using other people to help deceive me even more. Praise God for you and Pastor Nicole and my husband because the enemy will use whatever he can. Yeah. To keep you deceived. I remember another time. like. Well, th- before you go to that time, yeah. keep it in mind. Yep. And, and watch this. So I did not know that they had said that, but let's, let's play that out. And you go to believe that you are a pastor, and I know that that wasn't the call. So when it comes to me and that deception meets where I'm at and where I've heard from the Lord on it, you're going to think I've missed it. If you truly believe that, you're going to think I've missed it. And then you're going to start questioning what else have I missed? What else? If he doesn't see this, my goodness, what else? And before you know it, you're uprooting yourself and playing yourself all because somebody was there to quote unquote confirm a wrong word. But here's the other side of it. I didn't know that they said that until later that we talked about it. I'm but, so glad you said that because I thought you meant you didn't know till right no, no, now. No, no, no. I didn't. <laughs> later on, we talked about it. But here's the thing: I could have told you that day. Mm-hmm. Don't listen to anything that they say. You know, don't listen because I know already. I, I'd already seen the fruit. They're they're missing it. They think they're on target, and they're actually missing it because I'd already seen other fruit. Yeah. I'd already seen other stuff. 
And I knew it. So had you come right then and said, at that moment, is this right? I would have basically been like, nope. No, I don't think it is. And that would have saved all of the trouble in that way. But because you thought I'd already confirmed it, it was we didn't talk about it for a while in that way, I don't think. I don't think we're thinking of the same. It's happened multiple times. Oh. The one I'm thinking of, George and I sent you a Vox immediately. And you did come back and say, nope, don't listen to them. Okay. <laughs> Throw it away. So see, there, there you go. <laughs> it was that, consistent. That's the, point is, the point is that here's, here's something where the person where you're actually planted with and in covenant with knew it immediately. Yeah. And can save a ton of time and a ton of heartache, yeah. you know, by not listening in that way. So, amen. But I, I might have just forgot that. No, 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 it's fine. What what I was going to say though is I've. This is why prophecy in particular is so important. And you and I have talked about this that you yeah. hear from the Lord before you open your mouth. And before you say, this is God, know that it's God. Talk to your shepherd that it's God. And then check with God again and then only speak when <laughs> he says speak. Like, just shut up until you know yeah. that point. Because I remember, I was talking to Marky about this recently, being back um, at a church and I had just gone through a breakup. And I was feeling so insignificant. Like, I felt so hurt and damaged. And that night there was a ladies thing and the woman who is ministering said she had a word for God, for, like from God for me about how I would find my worth when I found my husband. And I knew enough then, like praise God, I didn't take it, but I knew enough then to be like, mm, I don't yeah. think so. But that was still a fear and a deception that was trying to come on me. And because somebody thought that they had heard from the Lord and whatever it is, it said it and I had to deal with it yeah, then. Yeah. And so regardless of if it's somebody close to you or if it's somebody who's a minister, like ministers, leaders only speak when they know that it's the Lord. Yes. Like you only speak when God tells you to speak. If he doesn't, then you shut up, period. I think a good thing to know too is... That was aggressive. I'm really sorry. I love if, you. I'm passionate. If it's really <laughs> a word from the Lord... It's going to come through you through the chain of command that he's established. Mm -hmm. So if that person thinks they have a word for you, they're going to go to your spiritual leader first and say, hey, yeah. I think yeah. I have a word for Barrett. Yeah. This is what it is. And then that person, that leader will either say, that's right, you're good to yeah. tell her, or that's right, yeah. now's not the time to, to say that. Yeah. He's already shown me when to tell that person. Yeah. But yes, you are right. And then that's where you know that you know you're planted where you need to be and you're around the people. Because yeah. if that person is any kind of mature, spirit-led Christian, they're going to know this. it's not my place yeah. to say that. It's yeah. my, my job to go to their pastor and say, this is what I think I, I received. Is this right? And then the pastor will either confirm it or not, and then he'll either say, yeah, you should tell tell that person that, or now's not the time for them to know that yet. Yeah. And that's how you know if that's one of the yeah. deceptive friends that's in your life or if that's a covenant friend that's yeah. supposed to be there. Because if so, then they're going to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit's not going to have them say that at that yeah. time. Yeah, well, and logic can put pieces together, too. So, like, with confirming things, you know, going back to the pastor one, logic put pieces together very quickly. I'd have parents call me Pastor Barrett or different things. And 
it wasn't God. But so quickly I put pieces together. And you can do that when you're yeah. hearing from the Lord. Like the Lord will say, you know, it's going to be a beautiful day outside. And then you go and add, it's going to be a beautiful day, sunny, cloudy. Like yeah. it's going to be wonderful out. Yeah. It's going to be warm. And but that's God's, not what God said. No, he said yeah. beautiful. And his version of beautiful may be different than yours. Yeah. So it's only what God says. And you know the timing better than I do for your sheep because you're anointed to be the shepherd. Yeah, there's an anointing to oversee those lives. And when, when you actually do it in humility and you work together, it mm -hmm. is beautiful. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is just a thing of beauty. But if you miss, if you don't, you know, if you listen to that word or you know, I want to be a pastor. Yeah. You know, I want, I know I'm called to this and that which is pride. Man, you can, you can really completely derail your life in that yeah. way. And Kevin says a great thing. He says confirmation above affirmation. Yeah. So many times people will give words to affirm, that seem to affirm, but confirmation is you should put a higher priority on that with people that you know that God has connected yeah. you with. Well, and how damaging would it have been, not just for me personally, but if I had continued in that deception of thinking I was called to be a pastor, how yeah. damaging would that have been for us, yeah. for the ministry? Like, I would have probably gotten to the place where I left thinking yeah. that I wasn't allowed to be in my calling. Exactly, and that's the deception he uses. It would have yeah. been broken. Like, covenant yeah. would have been broken between us and between the body. Yeah, by not submitting yourself yeah. to the very place that you're planted early on. That, one of the things we'll say is, you know, ask, don't tell. So yeah. in other words, don't, if you believe you've heard from the Lord, then that's, that's great. That's an awesome thing. And everybody should be getting to that place where they hear very, very clearly. But if you think that you will never be deceived for the rest of your life, that's probably, you got this flesh for the rest of your life until you get a glorified body that's probably not going to be the case yeah. because you're still working some stuff out. It's not that you can't. It's not that you can't miss it or uh, that you never will ever again. You can actually never miss it again. Mm -hmm. uh, but most people, I've never found anybody that's that good yet. I've not found anybody that's quite that good. And so I've never seen anybody. Now, Jesus would have, but... In other words, it's almost a pride to say that I can't be deceived. Well, yeah. Not almost. It is a pride to say that I can't be deceived as long as you have a corrupted flesh. Uh, now, you can be believing that you won't be deceived, and yeah. that's a different thing. But So humility is going to say it's possible, and that's why God puts checks and balances in place, and especially on large issues like what office are you called to in the kingdom of God. And so the other thing that we'll say is ask, don't tell. Don't just tell me God told me to do this. Because as soon as you say with a, I mean, a period or an exclamation on the end of it without a question mark, God told me to do this, I'm not going to, I'm going to be quiet. Yeah. And that's... That's about it. And so you pull the God card. I'm not going to try and override what you think God said to you. The other thing is go early. Yes. Go quickly. Yes. So as soon as you think you have something, go quickly. Don't let that thought start to get set in a spiritual cement in your mind. Go quickly. Go early because that's what happens a lot of times. Somebody will get something. They, as soon as they get it, they start connecting, their brain starts figuring out all the reasons to support that. Mm -hmm. And that is kind of like spiritual concrete. It starts to get set, and then it could be 
an hour. It can be, it can be one a day, and they come see me a day later. Hey, what do you think about this, Pastor? And I'll say, Well, I'm not so sure. And immediately their face is like, oh. and I can tell they've let that thought already get set as concrete, and they are not humble to let it be yeah. broken up at all. No, they want to keep it there. Yeah. So go early and ask. Don't tell in that way. But as far as giving words too, know this that. There's many people in the body of Christ, and there are many different maturity levels, many different maturity levels. And uh, especially, don't, you don't want to listen to people that don't go to church. Amen. They're already being rebellious already. You don't want to listen to people that don't have a church home. Yep. That aren't planted somewhere. It says, planted in the house of the Lord, you'll flourish in the courts of heaven. You don't want to do that. You know, you don't want uh, to listen to somebody who's like pulling you always to the side to tell you a word. If the word can't be told between you and that person and your pastor, yep. they're, they're trying, generally they're trying to hide something. Yep. And uh, it, if the relationship's the way it needs to be, the pastor needs to be involved anyway. Whatever yep. they're giving you, what's called a parking lot profit. And... Uh, <laughs> The, the other thing is you want to make sure that you immediately take that word and get it confirmed. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people, on, because they have different maturities, they'll be picking up. You have some people that are very sensitive to the spirit, and they'll be picking up things. And I, one time somebody picked up something, and they went straight to the person and told them. And they, what they saw was true, but it was like the worst thing ever that they could have told that person at that moment because that person was off base and they would take it and run with it a wrong way and that's exactly what happened. Yep. So just because you see something in the spirit doesn't mean you're supposed to share it. A mature person understands that. It's very, very important that you don't just run with everything you think you hear. Like what you said, run it through the pastor yeah. um, because what they saw was 100% correct, absolutely correct. But when they told that person, because they were already uh, biased, it, they took it straight downhill, and it, and it really had the potential to hurt them. Still would have been their fault, but it didn't help the case in that way. So you want to be mindful of it. Well, you've made the statement before that typically you need to check strong emotions. Yes. Um, and so yes. if I know for me, the church that I was at before I came here, it was very free and anyone could give anyone words and things like that. So when you had told me, you know, how it worked here in the chain of um, authority and stuff, I remember being in the service and being on the front row, having, believing that I had something picked up and I wanted your attention. Like I wanted you to come talk to me because I... And you told me later that what I was picking up was correct. However, I then had a passion that was not correct because I, I was in pride of, I've heard, I need to tell them, they need to hear this because it's God. And so I need, I need to tell them right now. And you did not come talk to me. I did not come talk. Like it was, it was a really exciting service for my flesh. It was very early on. Um, Which just the, the reaction of your flesh Shows you yes. where, where it was coming from. Yes, which means that it, even if I picked it up correctly, I then have the potential to be off base with it. How because you deliver if, it. Because if I'm that passionate about it, I'm going to bring me into it. Yeah. And so when you have those strong emotions of, 
oh, I've got to do it, and I've got to do it right now. No, you probably don't. You need to go check it with somebody <laughs> and tone yourself down and reel it in. <laughs> well, many people have not given their flesh to be disciplined. And so they think that everything they hear is directly 100% God. They don't realize how strong the flesh's voice is, yeah. is in it or how biased they may be. To, they heard one piece, but then they added, they heard beautiful day. Then they added what their mind was, sunny and, you know, partly cloudy and, you know, blue skies. You know, but God didn't say that. And so yeah. also when you get a word... Only give what he says. And so many times, even I'll take notes and I'll, I'll say, what was that word? Tell me the precise yeah. words that he said and nothing else because that's what's important because God, he does not have idle words. If yeah. we're going to be judged for idle words, you can know that God doesn't use idle words. He says exactly what he wants to say. And so don't add to it. Yeah. And then, look, I've had words before that I've been, you know, God told me to give somebody, and I want to, like, soften it for them, you mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. No, you say what God said. Mm -hmm. And it's their, their deal to deal with it. And, I, you know, I can tell them, hey, you can, you know, we can talk about this if you'd like to understand more about it. But I'm not in that service speaking for the Lord going to add something to that. Yeah. That is, that's the incorrect thing. So, amen. Amen. Well, y'all got anything else? That's it. Wrapped up with a bow. <laughs> Thank you so much for being with us today. Yeah. We hope that you enjoyed it. Uh, if you would like to sew and if you would like to give today, you can, on Facebook, you can type in the comments, hashtag donate and the amount after it. Uh, any, anybody can go to givebc.org and uh, you can easily give there and sow into the gospel. And tomorrow we're going to jump into chapter 24. And uh, it's going to be great. I'm looking Amen. forward to what comes out of that. And thank you all for being here. That was awesome. Really, really good stuff. And I love seeing what the Lord has shown y'all, you know, and how you're seeing this uh, as well in this way and seeing the importance of covenant and the importance of putting down the flesh and being led by God. It's just really awesome. That blesses me a lot. So y'all are leading a lot of people to the great things of God even right now. And uh, you're, and I just really appreciate you. So, amen. Thank you. Love y'all. Love you. Miss Randy says, "Thank you. Good to see you all again. God bless." Miss Randy. Good to see you. So cute. Nicole, Nicole said to tell y'all great teaching Aww. with her purple heart. Did are you sure you didn't write that? I'm pretty sure I didn't write that. <laughs> forgot, she forgot the end this time. I know. Nicole, not Brad. Affectionately, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> We love you so very much. Y'all have a great, great day. We'll see you tomorrow at noon for Lunch Plus with the What's Right family. And uh, we love you so very much. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye. Have a good day. Adios.